When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the 32nd pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. With the 30th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select T.J. Watt, linebacker, Wisconsin. With the 67th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Alvin Kamara, running back, Tennessee. What up, Snapback fam? Welcome to our first ever NFL Draft Series. Yes, we talked to 10-plus NFL Draft Combine prospects on their journey to the league, and we are kicking off with Penn State alum John Reed, cornerback. This was a cool one because Abe went to Penn State. I obviously visited him a bunch, and my girlfriend went to Penn State. We have a lot of Penn State ties. We love Penn State. And John Reed was the most humble person we talked to during the whole series. So I'm super excited for you guys to listen in about his journey to the league, a funny wonderlick test that we gave all the prospects during the NFL Draft Series, and much more. So let's get it. How's it going, man? Going well. appreciate y'all having me. Of course. Uh Appreciate you coming on. It's about time. It's about time we got a fellow Nittany Lion on this pod because about (laughs) six or seven of the last prospects we interviewed had all been from the state of Texas. I've had to deal with all these these Southern guys, but I'm finally glad we got a Nittany Lion from Penn State. John, you were at school when I was at school. I graduated in 2018. Uh, How's the place been holding up? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's still the same old Penn State from what everybody told me. When I, when I meet any guys that I've kind of met throughout, like, this draft process that went to Penn State before, it seemed like a lot hasn't changed since since they went there and since I went there. So it's probably still the same. <laughs> yep. Have some, we have some nice ties to uh, Penn State. Abe is... I don't want to call him a Fairweather fan, but he is a harsh critic no, of a- the program at times. He's an honest critic of the program. Your time at Penn State, what did you think? Because I feel like you guys kind of revitalized Penn State football for what it is. But you also sure. were so, so, so close to getting to the college football playoff uh, during those years. What would you say your experience there was? Uh, I think it was definitely just a, a fun experience being there just because I felt like um, even when my class came in, a lot of recruits were kind of afraid to commit there just from uh, everything they had went through. They were they were kind of worried that maybe they may be facing like, uh, further punishment and stuff like that. But uh, I think for a lot of guys that went in my recruiting class, you kind of saw it as an opportunity to go there and be able to play early and then um, make a change on the program. So like just to see how that kind of played out throughout my time there was, was really fun. So I want to talk about um, 2016 in particular, your your sophomore year. As a fan, I was a sophomore. That was your sophomore year? Yeah, 2016 right? was my sophomore year. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was a sophomore as well at school. And that season in particular was stood out to me as, like, 
the biggest like okay Penn State football might be back right we started off the year a little shaky that that loss to Pitt on the road but then the game against Ohio State at home where they blocked a kick every the the ping pong balls kind of bounced our way with what happened around the Big Ten and then you guys go to the Big Ten championship you have that comeback win over Wisconsin then you you get left out of the playoff for a Pac-12 champion in Washington whether or not that was a correct move or not. I'll I'll hold back. But then the the awesome game against USC in the Rose Bowl. What was that season like as a player? Because as a fan, when you go into a, a season like that, I didn't really have big expectations, like Big Ten championship aspirations as a fan. But obviously, it's different in the locker room. That year for me, in my four years at Penn State, that year of Penn State football was kind of the greatest season, in my opinion, just because we didn't really expect the success we had. And then we were on the borderline of a playoffs. So what was that year like for you? Uh, man, I think it was just really fun. Cause I mean, like you said, you kind of started the season. And I think so you started fun. the season off like two and two and stuff like that. So yeah, we had the bad loss at Michigan like, and the loss at Penn. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was a real bad game to be honest. So um, I think just to have that and then come together and then have a big win versus Ohio State in the whiteout because everybody knows how the whiteout that, that games game, are. So, that game was wild, yeah. man. That game was wild. So I think, I think just to have something like that, um, and then once you get a win like that, you kind of just roll with the momentum. Like when you get a, you you kind of come out of camp with like a, a good amount of confidence, but then when you put the wins behind it too, it kind of just starts to solidify. It, I think for for right. a lot of teams and stuff like that. So it takes more than just you know you can have a few people on the team. I definitely believe y'all can win, but then, like when you have those big, uh, those big wins like that, it kind of just furthers it for everybody on the team. Kind of even the guys that may not play a lot, but who still play a big role and helping the team be successful. So I think um, you just kind of roll with that momentum throughout the season, and then you win one game, and then you just kind of keep worrying about it game by game, game by game, and not really looking past anybody. Especially when you start the season off two and two, you kind of know not that you can't look by. Past anybody at all, so I think just a lot of story that, that, that following week when the overtime went over Minnesota, that kind of got the season going. Yeah, so then the, yeah, then the big Minnesota game, like I think, um, you know, we just faced so much adversity throughout that throughout that year, uh, right? Know, and we had overcome it so many different times that we felt like we could keep doing that. I mean, obviously, we wanted to start out a lot faster, so we wasn't putting ourselves in them situations, but we knew we could get out of them. Yeah, that was the story of the year, second-half team. I do feel yeah. like that's kind of the bummer of that season. Is like that's the best part of sports. It's not always, like, the perfect season. It's the one where you face adversity and then you come back. And, like, if you guys had gotten into the playoff and you would have been the underdogs again having that opportunity. But overall, an incredible season. What I want to talk about is, you know, everyone talks about Penn State's offense over the past couple of years, and they point to Saquon. But Trace and, uh, you know, all those guys, and then on the wide receiver front with Deshaun and now KJ and all them, what's it like going up against, you know, some elite athletes in practice? Did that really help, or was it the more in-game facing off in the Big Ten that polished your game as you get ready for the league? Um, I think it's kind of a mixture of both just because, like, no matter how good the receivers are and stuff like that, eventually in practice, you'll start to kind of get a read on a lot of them. So it, it's kind of like a good challenge for both of y'all because you start to know how they play and they start to know how you play. So you start to be able to just naturally be able to compete better uh, with each other throughout the course of the year. But then the challenge really comes when you got an opponent who you've never faced before in the Big Ten 
you know, there's a lot of elite athletes. Uh, so kind of being able to adjust your game on the fly or make sure you're doing your film study beforehand and stuff like that to make sure you're ready. I think it's, it's kind of a mixture of the two. Cause I mean, obviously you work your craft there in practice, but then you got to be able to use multiple tools in the game to help you uh, be successful. How much of that film study can you do to kind of give you that practice advantage like you were talking about? Like if you go up against, you know, Deshaun or KJ all the time in practice, you learn, right? How much of that watching other receivers on film, if you watch, you know, hundreds of hours of a specific player, do you feel like you can model that or it's more about the physical reps in game? Um, I think the biggest thing with watching film is just you kind of start to see a pattern from certain players. Uh, you start to kind of know what to expect uh, so you're not guarding the entire route tree every play. Like, that's a lot. So you kind of want to know uh, kind of the typical routes a person will run from a certain formation or maybe certain splits and stuff like that at a receiver. So it really just kind of allows you to eliminate as much thinking as possible when you play. But the, the biggest thing when you get into the game, though, is you may see one thing on film, but then in person, uh, they can be a lot more twitchy than you think. Or they can be, like, you, you play against a lot of tall guys and Sometimes they may not look fast on film, but they're able to separate just because of their strides and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. obviously in the game is when you get the read on the physical part. But as far as the scheme and stuff like that, a lot of that's going to come from your film study. Right. So obviously uh, you're you're striving for the NFL right now. You're in that process. Uh, did you go to the combine? Yes. How'd that go? Uh, the combine went, um, it went really well, I think. I kind of got to showcase my feet and stuff like that like I wanted to, and then uh, a bit of my athleticism through, through the testing and stuff. So I think it went, it went really well. Love to hear that. Were you asked, like, so, like, we always hear these stories. Like, obviously, we can watch, like, your skills and everything on TV, but there's a lot of the combine that people don't see when you guys are going through these hours and hours of, of meetings with teams and, and whatnot. Um, Sometimes some stories come out, like some weird things or weird questions are being asked. I'm curious, like like when DK took his shirt off for his meeting with Pete Carroll. Like, did you have any type of weird meeting or question that was just like, why the hell am I being asked this right now? No, I'm uh, I'm meeting this pretty routine. I'm uh, I'm pretty straight to the point, so it isn't like I'm not really one of those guys in a meeting. I guess that you had the kind of prior information out of. I'm gonna just be straight right. up with you all the time. That's just kind of how I am as a person. So. I think my meetings were kind of, were pretty standard. Um, I think a lot of it just came from, I mean, they're looking for, they don't really have to search for an answer with me. When they ask a question, I'm going to just give them a straight answer. I mean, whether they like it or not. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I just to so, be honest with you. So exactly. So that, that, that interests me. I'm curious. So have you ever throughout your, your football career, whether it's at school or high school or whatever, like you're in the heat of a moment, someone comes up to you with a microphone in your face, ask you a question and you're just almost a little too brutally honest where you took a step back. You're like, Damn, I shouldn't have said that. Um, you ever have any funny situations like that? Nah, because it's like uh, you can be you can be honest and but still be professional at the same time. Like you know what I mean? Like um, for sure, it, it's gonna be different from when you're being honest with your best friend than when you're being honest with a, a coworker or something like that. So it, right. it's a different type of of. Uh, I guess you know you when you're talking to a friend, you can pretty much say it in whatever tone you want to say it. Like you can say that, that's yeah. your best friend. You can pretty much say it how you want to and. Neither, neither one of you is going to get offended just because of the relationship you have. Whereas when you're talking to other people, you don't have that relationship. So you just, it's more so just about um, how you handle, how you handle the situation, the kind of the way in which you say it. Uh, and realizing that you may not, in the, in the case of the interviews, realizing that you don't really have that relationship with that person 
Um, so you just got to make sure that, um, I guess in a case of like someone, someone we, with a mic or something like that, uh, I've been getting recruited and stuff like that since I was in high school. So I guess you kind of get used to doing the interviews and being in front of a mic. So just kind of that training over the course of time kind of helps you too. I feel like at the combine, they should, I mean, obviously you do the team meetings and that's where they get a gauge on your personality and your intangibles, obviously. But I feel like there should be a, I don't know, maybe it's like an acting type media thing drill where they put you at the podium in front of like 30 hungry reporters. They give you a situation like you just missed the You just missed the game winning pass deflection, blah, 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 blah. Here's, here's a hard hitting question. How would you answer it? And just put you on the yeah. spot like that. Some type of combine media drill. Cause you're going to be facing so the media had, a lot. Yeah, I had something like that though. So when I had a meeting, I had this funny, you said I had something legitimately straight like that. And basically, um, so <laughs> this kind of comes, so I had, like I said, I've been dealing, I've dealt with a bunch of reporters and like, you kind of get used to everybody having different personalities. Some people just want to see how you react. And I had something like that where they literally had, you had like the one person telling you how good you did. You had one person criticizing your play from this year. You had another person talking to you about something that you don't want to talk about. And they just wanted to see how you respond to it. Like I, I had something like that. It's funny you mentioned that. It was literally that, that exact scenario. And their media wow. guy was basically like, uh, did you realize all different people were acting as certain people to see how you react? I was like, yeah, I mean, I had, I've been through that before. So I, I knew um, exactly what y'all, what y'all were doing. <laughs> Maybe Abe has, yeah, maybe Abe has your stuff bugged. I don't know. We'll have to look into that. But I'm curious <laughs> if you if you're always shooting it straight, then what about when you're facing off with another opponent on the field? Are you a trash talker? Because Abe and I love trash talking cornerbacks. We also like to <laughs> yeah, especially cornerbacks. But, but but Abe and I are specifically, especially obsessed with the corners who when a quarterback airmails the ball like 15 yards over the wideouts head the corner that's taunting <laughs> and bragging and, and and it's taking all the yeah, you credit gotta stop, right you gotta stop pass. subtweeting you gotta stop subtweeting Jalen Mills that's my guy <laughs> no, but but no I'm, I mean I usually don't talk like I'm usually um you know I, I enjoy playing football so for me I'm usually I'm fun like I like to have fun out there if anything yeah. I'll be joking with my teammates and stuff while we're in the middle we'll be in the middle of a two-minute situation and like me and my other teammate will be like we'll be loose like it kind of joking around have fun kind of keep you loose and able to play but I don't really I really don't pop off at the mouth I'd be too focused on what I got to do like that's, be in a corner <laughs> well, it's, yeah, be, it's definitely going to be loose but, like, yeah, you're I'd telling be, me there's never been a situation where, like, you saw some dude lined up across from you, and you knew in your head, you were just like, he literally cannot get by me. And you didn't just want to be like, you can't get by me. Like, that's never happened? No, like, I mean, like, I just, like, I just, like, <laughs> I just like to play, man. I'm not okay. really one to, now, if, somebody, if somebody's coming at you talking all crazy and stuff like that, you're going to end up, like, you're going to end up saying something, period. I think you'll end up saying something but i'm not i'm not usually one i would just say to start off talking and stuff like that i usually just give everybody their respect and just play them like no matter if i think you know, my opponent isn't good or anything at all because i've had teammates flat out saying i don't think this person's good and i'm like no and some people was like that with me if i don't think my opponent you know i think every person you play with at the d1 level is pretty good um whether i feel like i'm a really <laughs> I don't think I'm going to just go out there and express that to him. I'm going to just play and then just try to make plays on him. That's just the way I am. So. <laughs> Makes sense. No, I like that. I, I respect that in a sense. But, like, I've also, in the same breath, I've been to a few Penn State whiteout games against Ohio State in that atmosphere. 
And I, I understand you could be a humble, humble, humble player, like to let your play do the talking. But like, if you're telling me that you're not chirping at all during that whiteout atmosphere when Ohio State's in our building, come on, man, I'm not buying what you're selling. Then I, I'm I, mean, I, I think I think you'd be a little surprised. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all guys interviewing right. other people from Penn State. I think they'll tell you I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty even keel. I'm usually. I don't really let the. Uh, I play in a lot of big games. Are we so getting? Uh, are we getting Cam Brown back on? Cam talks. Cam will talk. Cam will talk for <laughs> sure. He he, uh, he he don't say too much. It ain't really a lot of guys at Penn State that really say too much. I ain't gonna lie to you. Maybe on I mean, the offensive side. But. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, look at Saquon. Like he's the golden boy from the school, and he's known as like the most humble, quiet guy. So yeah, I think it is a part of the culture there. We'll stick it to a straight like. The do you ever read your draft, you know, profile or what they're saying about you? And like, I know you don't talk. I, think, I know you're very even keel. Yeah. But like, do you think that there's some doubters? And is that fair? Like, why are they? I mean, I think, so much I, I think, yeah, I think it's kind of just I think it's the fact that you play sports. I mean, not everybody's going to, you know, I, I kind of grew up knowing that not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to think you're good at what you think you're good at just to kind of know you play a sport like it's entertainment people had their opinions on, on entertainment everybody could have liked this movie but then you got your one friend who's like man i didn't like it because for some reason you like well, yeah you point out one reason that's just kind of just what we live in and then on top of that with social media everybody got a voice so they feel like more people was chirping at you whereas now i mean it's just you know you kind of get used to it after a while and then as far as your draft stuff I think for most players going through it, I don't even think you have to research it because most people around you are telling you about it. <laughs> like right. You have friends that see you like, I heard such and such, like I think I had my my friends were tweeting me like, uh, they posted like some stats on me when I played man, that I hadn't really given up much catches at all in man. And I'm like, look, like <laughs> I've been telling y'all, I had been whenever, because whenever my friends will tell me like what's going, what asked me what's going on or something like that, and I kind of tell them a, a little breakdown of what I feel like the season is and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just funny when they start pointing it out to me and stuff like that in, in the media, or they'll say like right. such and such a like, stuff just, about you. But just watch the film. Just watch. The yeah, film. I think. <laughs> yeah, so I think, like I said, it's, it's entertainment. So I mean, not everybody's gonna like what you do, and not everybody's gonna like how you play, but. Um, and if you, if you produce, uh, it speaks for itself. All right. So what about at the Combine? Did you get to take the Wonderlook test? Uh, yeah, I took it. I heard I scored. I heard I scored pretty well, but nobody – It was so it's funny. Like, I don't think I actually got my scores, but I think everybody else did because when I was talking to other people, like, hey, scored really I'm like, yo. And, you know, it's funny. So the one thing is, like, uh, you scored really – like, you scored really well. You did a really good job on the Wonder Lick. I said, what was my score? He's like, don't worry about it. Like, I can't know my score. Wait, so who so wouldn't tell you exactly? Was it, was it like a specific I can't, team, I, I ain't gonna, I can't tell. I, I bet you it was Matt Patricia. Like <laughs> nah, but it was, it was funny though. I thought it was funny. I, I, it wasn't a big deal, but I had a couple people tell me like I scored really well and like, no, <laughs> nobody's telling me to score. So <laughs> I think I did All pretty, right. I guess I'm, I, when people were saying I did pretty good, but I don't, I don't All really right. know the well, we have, <laughs> we have our own Wonderlick test because, uh, this one, this one has proven more, more, <laughs> accurate than the one that they give you andy yes this pretty much determines your career and you know what john just because we like you we'll tell you your score at the end how's that all right man this is gonna be rough all right all right here we go abe Abe, you kick it off all right here we go question number one you're familiar with the kardashian family and the jenner family right 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were gonna date, if you were gonna date all of the Kardashian and Jenner girls for six months each, that doesn't include the mom. So throw the mom out of there. How long would it take you to date them all, each daughter for six months? Oh no, I got a, I got a girl, man. I ain't even going to <laughs> You don't, you don't girl, have to I'm actually gonna date them. To, I'm gonna have to Where say next the... question, man. Like, all right, fine. Fine. Well, the correct answer was two and a half years. <laughs> That's if your girl can give you a two and a half year hall pass, then the Kardashian and the Jenner. He doesn't they're want it. Back. He doesn't want it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, John. Is an avocado a fruit or a vegetable? Oh, I mean, I'm actually vegetable. What is it? It's a fruit because what scientific? It's not yeah, scientific. <laughs> scientific uh, no, definition. We're both on your side. <laughs> Scientific <laughs> definition is anything with a pit or a seed is a fruit. Oh, yeah. So you have to cut. I don't even eat avocados because I don't like. It's like the big thing. What is the big thing in the middle again? I don't, yeah, I don't like avocados. It's a big pit. I don't like how You're not supposed to eat that. You're supposed to throw the pit out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so. Look, that's a, that shows you how much I actually have ever even had them before. Whenever I see people open them or cut them open, they'd be like, do you want one? I'd be like, no, nah, I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're playing in, on the West Coast in California, you uh. You might start to like avocados. Yeah. But question question number three. Since we'll do a McDonald's question because Penn State's food. Ooh, is so I love Penn McDonald's. State. Yeah, go ahead. All right, there we go. No avocado, Penn no Kardashians, I but we're Penn in State's food is so shitty enough that we can spend three a.m. mornings at McDonald's when there's just a million. Right, look, so go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped for this show. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, here we go. If you had a dollar for every single country that there is in the world. How many Big Macs would you be able to buy with that money? <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know how many countries in the world. Look, <laughs> you, you gotta take a stab at it. Take country? a stab at it. Yeah, dollar for every country. I'm gonna say like. Uh, Trust me, we've heard we've heard hundred. Okay. Okay. Not bad. And All then, right. so there's a hundred and ninety. He could still get the answer based off what he prices the Big Mac at. Price a Big Mac at like, and it's just the, the burger, food. not the meal, not the meal. The Big Mac probably like two dollars, maybe. I told you, Abe. No, so so the answer is one hundred ninety-five countries and four dollars for a Big Mac. But the fact that you say a hundred countries and two dollars for a Big Mac, you're you're spot on with buying fifty Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. It just shows, even when you're wrong, you're sometimes right. Okay. Exactly. Um, all right. What is heavier, one thousand pounds of bricks or one thousand pounds of feathers? Like yo, know, I always they're the same. They're the same. Attaboy, there we go. Okay. We've had I, I, get that I wrong. think it was funny. The clip, the clip, the dude was like bricks. He said, "You ever get hit with a thousand pounds of bricks, a thousand pounds of feathers?" I'm like, "Look, you got a point." <laughs> all, right, all right. Next question. This what? one is football related, at least. Yeah, um, this one has a little <laughs> bit to do with football. What is longer in terms of measurement, an NFL football or a Subway five dollar foot long? Foot <laughs> long. There you go. There wow, go. that was that NFL was football is eleven inches long, so one inch short. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say foot long. All right. I love. I eat a lot. You like Subway? You, you like Subway? I like Subway. Yeah. I, I, like I, see, I don't understand people that hate on Subway. And I like the cookies, man. 
The cookies the, and do I, not sleep on the meatballs. The meatball the meatballs part. are solid. But I don't I know. Like the, yeah, I don't love this stuff. I like get the meat. tuna pepper. I get the uh, tuna melt with the, uh, the banana peppers on it. Oh, mm, interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Some months have 31 days. Other months have 30 days. How many months in the year have 28 days? It's just one, isn't it? February? Mm, John, come on. All the months in the year have 28 days. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I thought you meant the only one that has 28. I'm tripping. If you miss her, that's on me. Now you you understand we're we're trying to fool you. So here we go. (laughs) You're running in a race, and you pass the guy that is in third place. What place are you now in in the race? You're running a race and you pass the guy that's in third place. You're in third place. There we go. All right. This one, not a trick question, just pretty much hard as shit. Just hard (laughs) as shit. All right. (laughs) Ninth place, 10th place, 11th place, 12th place. So that word, 12th. Can you spell that word? 12th. What? I never even thought of that. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Neither have we. And then we came up with this question and. It's probably like it's, they should just give this in the oh, oh yo it has the, it has a, it has a weird spelling to it. It does. Uh, D W E L. But then there's a <laughs> I remember there's a F F C H. Hey, F C H. You got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's honestly that's very impressive. Can't tell you if an avocado is a fruit or a vegetable, but spelling be. I can't. Out. So yeah, I didn't. I'm like, look, man. It, I'm like, this is probably dumb. I'm like, but it's most green. Besides green. <laughs> All right, final green. question. Final question to, talk, to, to determine your NFL career. This, you hey, hold on. Before you start this, I, honestly, this one has given a lot of trouble, too. Yeah, it actually has. And, and, and we haven't pointed that out, but this question has been pretty tough for people. Let's see, All if, right, last let's see question. if we can keep the 12th momentum. So here we go. A monkey, a squirrel, and a giraffe. All three of them are racing to the top of a coconut tree. Who will get to the banana first between a monkey, squirrel, and giraffe? I mean, I would depend on how big the tree is. I would say a giraffe. Yeah, no, that you'd probably be correct. You'd probably be correct in a giraffe. But the thing is, they're (laughs) racing to the top of a coconut tree. And I asked you, who will get to the banana first? I've never seen a coconut tree. Look, y'all gonna get me on this phone. Um, all right, so your score, we actually never really tallied up, but what we do is we project out your NFL career. So based off your results, just strictly testing, I think I have you rated as a five-time pro bowler, and then anything you put in the work off the field, that can improve upon that. So solid start, <laughs> solid start. Um, that, that was good. Effort. And you got 12th. That was impressive. John, what, what do you like to like do? like two points. Yeah, 12th is like honestly 100% on the test. What do you like to do off the field, though, when you're not just doing football or hanging with not the Kardashians? <laughs> so I think for me, it's just I play I play the game a lot. I'm big in the game. So that's what I've, I've been doing since I was a kid, and it just kind of hasn't changed. So a lot of Call of Duty. Um, and then I play a lot of uh, like League of Legends and World of Warcraft. So like I do, oh. I play a bit of everything. A little birdie told me you were big into computers. And then I went on your social media and you're building keyboards during this time. What's that all about? So, that looks pretty cool. So, ba- so basically like I, um, 
I've always had this thing where like, uh, so I kind of built my own computer and stuff like that. So I did that. And then I was kind of wondering, I'm like, well, I built the computer and I rebuilt it a few times. I'm like, what else can, like, what else can I do? That's something different. I was like, yeah. um, I guess every so often I kind of try to pick up something. I was like, let me see if there's something else I could be, let me see if there's something I could be good at. Something I could pick up real quick. So then I was like, I always kept buying different, um, I always buy different keyboards. I don't know why. It's something I've always done. Uh, so then I'm like, forget it. I might as well just try to build my own. So then I'm, I'm up one of those late night Google searches where you're just looking up stupid stuff. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let me see if there's like a Reddit for it. And then so basically there's like a big Reddit for people who build their own keyboards. And I'm like, dang, I didn't even think this was a thing. So then I just kind of I start ordering the parts and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm on the computer a lot. So I'm like, I might as well have something that's my own. So then I was like, I'll just build it and see if I like it. And then I think that was the first time I posted it. People liked it. And then uh, my friends and I liked it. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, are we just going to breeze by the fact that you said you built a computer and then rebuilt it a few times? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not that's not like the easiest thing in the world. Are you what did you major in at Penn State? Uh, so I majored, I switched from computer science to computational data science, just so like, I wanted to, I really, I don't like physics and I don't like any of that, but I like uh, programming and then I like mm-hmm. math. So I pretty much was able to uh, do both of those with that major instead of having to do, like, I, I didn't really want to do computer engineering and physics and all that. Like, I really just wanted to do my, my software stuff and then uh, do the math part. So that kind of gave me that option. And then I wanted to stay in engineering too. So I kind of got like the best of each world I wanted to by staying in that major. So I kind of switched it up. I was a, uh, I was a management information systems major. So a little bit of uh, relation there with the data. <laughs> yeah. More of a, more of a business yeah. data, more of a business data than engineering data, but you know, more so. No, we probably took some of the same math classes, though, for sure. For sure. So you yeah, went to probably Coast. cheating off you in class. All right, Jack. No, not me. <laughs> I was uh, whenever we had to do whenever we did like the group projects for data science and stuff like that. The big thing, I guess, I pretty much became known for is that whatever they had, I could code it and stuff like that. That's like the biggest oh, my contribution coder. to the group. Yeah, I was like, my contribution to the group was pretty much like, look, you guys just give me the math that y'all want to do. You kind of give me the idea, I can code it uh, straight out. There we um, go. So that's kind of what I was, what I was so, best at, I'd say. So did you grow up a a football fan of like a specific team or like a sports oh, fan yeah. in we general? Gotta figure this out. Or so like, yeah, you- so like I grew up, I grew up, uh, I grew up a, I pretty much grew up a Vic fan. I would say like my, watching Michael Vick. when I was a kid and stuff like that, and I'm playing in the street and in the backyard. It was probably like, you know, obviously you playing against your friends, stuff like that. Everybody does well when they playing against their friends. So like what I'm doing in the backyard, I see Michael Vick doing on TV. <laughs> I'm like, sheesh, this is crazy. And that's kind of like my first time I really started watching sports like that is when Michael Vick started playing. So I pretty much was a fan of wherever Vick went. That's just kind of how it was for me. Okay, so you so you were you went to St. Joe's Prep. You're from South Jersey. You're a Michael Vick like, fan. Like, can can we put these to pieces Penn together? Went to Penn went to Penn State. Yeah, well, who, that doesn't, that's in West so, like, I guess for me, like, I, I was always. Can we just call you an Eagles fan and move on? <laughs> no, nah, like, I was, I was more so, like, I, I wasn't going to be a, I wasn't going to be a fan of a team just because everybody else was. I wanted my own thing. So I kind of, like, I like Michael Vick. Um, everybody else liked the team. I kind of liked watching certain players and stuff like that. So that's just, and I was like, it's like now when I turn on basketball, 
like or even last year, I'm I'm turning on basketball to watch the best players. Like <laughs> I'm not really watching a the team. They'd be like, LeBron is on it. Like I'm gonna watch LeBron. I'm not gonna just throw on any team, I guess. <laughs> so Michael Vick's now out of the NFL, correct? So, yeah, so now as of a year or two ago, where where did you? Well, well, line? time out, time out, Abe. Let me let me get my pitch in because your Eagles pitch didn't go well. John, I'm a diehard Ravens fan. Some would say there's a player who resembles Michael Vick a lot, maybe in Baltimore. Uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts? What are your thoughts on the purple? Uh, I mean, they got a. I mean, they got a great defense, and I mean, can't nobody stop Lamar Jackson? So they've been. Uh, it's been crazy the way what he's been doing in the league right now. I, I mean, I love watching it. I mean, what I do now is though, instead of watching the games, because I don't really like to sit through commercials. I'm not really, I'm not. Yeah. I just don't want to sit there looking yeah. to the commentators the whole night. So, there was a would do in colleges. I could just get the cut up for the whole football game and watch it on my iPad. So that I can skip through nice. plays I don't want to see. Like I could watch all my favorite corners, like like with the whole field view, because you know the corners sometimes. If the corners ain't breaking up a pass or getting a bomb thrown on them, the camera's not really on them. So <laughs> I want to be able to see everybody. So I think that's kind of – that's pretty much been the way I've watched uh, NFL football since I got to college, pretty much on yeah. my iPad, and I can't see their plays and all that. Yeah, I think you made a good point. Really, no one in the NFL can stop Lamar Jackson. I guess that really points to the Krabby Patty secret formula that the Tennessee Titans had in December oh, take to a, stop take him. A, take a – get him. Oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway – uh, John, is there is there a corner like that you grew up watching? Obviously, you said you were a big Michael Vick fan, but was there a, a corner, especially since you play that position, that you like to model your game after? Or you always admired because you thought he was the greatest, or even someone that you're um, looking forward to doing a jersey swap with? I know that's a new craze. Yeah, I think I've always liked uh, this recently. I mean, uh, was probably a lot of I like watching Chris Harris a lot. That's probably the one person mm. from, from the Broncos. I really like because he can play now the inside Chargers. and outside. Now he's on the Chargers. I, was just, I didn't even look. I mean, that yeah, pretty he, much shows you how much I keep up with <laughs> everything like that. Yeah, he signed last <laughs> week with the Chargers. Up. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Like, that's crazy. It's funny because I, um, I work out with Will Parks here in Philly, and he was just with the Broncos. He just signed with the Eagles, so I might have to yes, talk to him about it. Yeah, he so did. I'm a. How, I work how are out his workouts looking? He's, he's, he's that working? clean. What do you mean? Like, it's, yeah, he is, his his feet and everything is clean. But I've been I've known Will since forever. Like I knew him for a, like a super long time since I was in high school. So I've I've been working on him for a little while now. He his work ethic is just crazy. Like dude will do footwork in the morning. He'll lift like somewhere around twelve or something like that, and then he'll do another speed workout later that day. Like his like his work ethic is is crazy. Like so, you know I'm I'm happy for him to be in Philly, especially where he's from. Yeah, he's going to do a lot of stuff for the city, so I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, I mean, the way you're talking, I mean, you you say that those words to an Eagles fan about the newest Eagle, and I have Defensive Player of the Year written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the expectations you have set for Will on my behalf. <laughs> yeah, so he going he's going to do his thing, though. I'm happy for him. Damn right. Well, Ravens play the Eagles, so we'll see uh, what Lamar does to him. All right, John, final question. And you say you shoot it straight, but we also know you are a very even keel guy and you're smart with the media. We're not traditional media, so feel free to yeah, actually a give different. a good answer. Um, if, you could, if you could pick a team to play for, I know you'd be honored to play for any team. We'll preface with that. But if you could pick, 
is there a specific team, whether it's location, uh, scheme, just, you know, players you want to play around? Is there a team you would love to play for maybe a little more than the others? Um, I think just, like I said, I pretty much have watched corners from pretty much every team. So I wouldn't, like, realistically, I really wouldn't, really wouldn't mind where I go just because nowadays it's like, um, most people are guarding like that 11 personnel spread teams throwing the ball. So it's like, no matter where you're going, which conference, um, you know, you're going to be on a team where they play uh, pretty much with three corners on the field at all times. So I, I like kind of what I did in college where I played outside and I played inside. So I just mm-hmm. hope I can kind of uh, do the same in the NFL and pretty much every team now is doing that kind of style where they got corners playing inside and outside, or you got just a guy playing a nickel or a guy playing outside. So I think, um, just the way that the NFL is trending in general, I think it's just a positive for me. Right. I feel like there's like a, a there's a lot of parts when we ask like players, what team do you want to go to? Like, yeah, it's a lot about fit. It's a lot about scheme. It's a lot about personnel. But there's there's also stuff that like that people don't talk about that's just very obviously just about like life. Like, yeah, I would love to play for the Vikings organization. But how much do I want to live in Minnesota <laughs> versus living in Miami? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, there's I mean, a bunch well, of different in, factors. I've but been in, yeah, I mean, I've been in. Yeah, Jersey I was going to say, yeah, so, I mean, once you're in I'm state college, you, you once you're in state college, you can pretty much live anywhere. I've visited a few times. You can eat, eat anywhere, too. There's nothing in state college, man. There's, there's nothing, bro. And college, the food bro. is so <laughs> food trash. Is awful. So, so John, you you were talking about it earlier. Like, best friends can shoot it straight. So, Abe and I grew up together. I went down to Texas. Abe has never said a good thing about me, like in my life. I would I would say, but like, it's, it's out of respect, right? Like, that's what best friends do. But no, the one most thing, of the time, it's not out of respect. <laughs> the, one, the one time he gave me a compliment was when he came to visit Texas. And he said, yo, this food is wild. And that's because I think it has to do half with how good the food in Austin is, but also like state college food, man. Like my girlfriend went to Penn State. Oh my God, it is so good. But my girlfriend went to Penn State and was like, I'm taking you to the best burger place. And I was like, we ate there. The field is fire. The field is fire. This is the most average burger I've ever eaten in my life. Bro, John, what what are some of your, what are your summits of your state college like? What were your spots to hit on, like, Order Up or Grubhub or something? What were your spots? So, yeah, so, like, I like uh, – so, freshman and sophomore year, I think, until so they changed something. I don't know what they changed. I was a big Wings Over guy, the Honey Barbecue. Ah. Yeah. Love them. I like Zen's better but than then, Wings Over. So, look, so then I, after something happened, I don't like Wings Over no more. I don't know if they changed the wings or something. How do I? How do I? So look, so then I uh I, I used to start ordering from uh it's the, the place called Are You Hungry? Now Are You Hungry? I only like the buffalo chicken fries though. Like literally, that's all I order from there. Bro, that's, that's the like, place that like, sells like the fat bitch sandwich and everything, right? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at their menu. I'm like, hold up now. What is that? Yeah, that's the sandwich <laughs> with like mozzarella, no, I know. chicken Austin, fries. Austin has one. It's called Fat Sal's, and it was started by like Turtle from Entourage. It's like a huh. staple, and they have like these crazy eating challenges. All right, I lied. Final question is this: What's like your pregame meal, your go-to before a game? Pregame meal, so I like. Um, so the Penn Stater kind of got uh, these little like. So it's not really like this. so the pregame meal is usually like, it's usually right. like uh, yeah, it's usually breakfast because we got a lot of twelve o'clock games and then. Yeah. 
you know, for your later games, you're not really eating a ton because you're not trying to uh, be playing a game with a thing full of steak in your stomach. So it's <laughs> it's pretty basic with it. The little spin I put on it is they got the little slush. So when we got the whole new nutrition and stuff like that, they started taking away a lot of our snacks and all that. Because I used to eat the Frosted Flakes all the time before the game. Uh, the people always knew me. Every time I come in there, the people would give me, I'd take like three boxes of the Frosted Flakes because I always like the cereal. <laughs> But then I eat those, and then they got the little slushy machine that's like as low. It's like in the cut almost at a at a at a Penn Stater, and then I would always have that and stuff like that for the games, like a little change up. Cause I like I like sweets and candy and all that, so that's kind of mm-hmm. something I do before the game. This is my favorite part of doing podcasts is like we talk to you about all the football stuff, but Abe and I get off on like the breakdowns of these guys' pregame meals of like where you find your stuff and like the little secrets of it. So is Frosted Flakes your favorite cereal? Because Abe and I have actually done we do a segment called Ranked where we rank our top cereals and Abe is on the record saying Frosted Flakes are overrated. So look, process like so like I like a lot of cereal that's good dry because like I feel like a lot of times when I gotta put the milk in my cereal like I feel like I gotta eat it fast because I don't like soggy cereal I think that's nasty. Interesting. So like I think uh, for me I like Apple Jacks from Lucky Charms, Apple Jacks Lucky Charms, and then probably the, the Frosted Flakes. I'd say. That's Bro, I tried telling you. Oh, no, Cinnamon Toast Crunch too. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yep. There good. you go. So Jack and I <laughs> when we ranked our cereals we all agreed that. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the goat. I don't think there's any there's any denying that. But I also told Jack that Lucky Charms is a great cereal to eat without milk. I like it a lot better without milk. So that, yeah, so I, I agree with that. I agree 100 percent for sure. Yep. But then right. some people like with the yeah, about to say, <laughs> some people like with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The people like to drink the milk after and all that. Yeah, 100 percent Cinnamon Toast Crunch with the milk. Cinnamon Crunch Toast Crunch any time. Yeah, the day. you're not talking to <laughs> the cereal eaters here. Come on, like we've been through Wonderland for the cereal stuff. <laughs> yeah, right, we took right. enough of your time. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, we want to shout out your social media so everyone listening can find you. J underscore Reed 25 on Instagram. And before I let you go, I I am seeing that DJ Moore follows you. Is he, you know, does he think he's nicer than you? He thinks he's going to beat you up. Who, DJ Moore? Yeah, what's mm-hmm. good with that? Because the rest is just oh, kind of so thick, guys. So like, yeah, so in Philly, so me and, I knew, me and DJ have been playing together, well, have been playing against each other, and we play on the same 7-on-7 seven seven team since maybe my freshman, sophomore in high school. Like, we were doing one-on-one. I had been doing one-on-ones with DJ for the longest time before we went to college. So, like, uh, a lot of guys in Philly just like Will Parks, Will Fuller, like you had yeah. David Williams, like pretty much the majority of the Philly players now and all that you see in the NFL, all of us used to go to. So on Sundays, we used to have this camp. You know how now they have like the rivals camps and all the big uh-huh. 707 camps and all that. So we used to do that on Sunday. All the best players in Philly would come out on Sunday, but there would be no cameras. Like so, sometimes we have to hop the gate because the, 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 the field was shut down. Like, but it would be all the best players, and all of us would be going at it, one-on-ones, drills. I mean, hundreds of reps just every every day, in the, like every week in the summer. And I'm pretty saying, much man, that's where a lot of us. Philadelphia air. Just brings out that dog. Yeah, like right. it would be days in the winter where, like, pretty much we'd be shoveling the field off with the snow. All of us would be going at it. So, you know, a lot of us know each other from, from that and then playing on the same 7 on 7 teams. So that's kind of how we know so, each other. So he's not trying to just get in your head. Well, can I at least can you at least say on the air that Amani's a trash corner so Abe and I can text him? 
<laughs> Amani is tough. I'm to say. <laughs> I know. We love Amani. We love Amani. But, yeah, but we just want to – I need something to be able to DM him and be like, yo, I was just talking to your boy, and he said you're kind of trash. <laughs> nah, not at all. Amani is tough. Yeah, he's good. He's a fist. <laughs> All right, John. We appreciate you coming on. Welcome to Snapback Fam. Everyone who listens, we tell them we're family. So welcome to the family, and best of luck to you. We'll definitely be supporting you, and uh, keep your head on straight. All right. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, John. Thanks for taking the time. Best of luck. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening to that episode with John Reed. That is just one of many Snapback NFL Draft Series podcasts to be heard. Stay tuned for more. Make sure to follow us, Snapback Pod on Instagram, and follow me and Abe. I'm at Jack Settlement. Abe is Abe Granoff. You know what to do, Snapback fam. We'll catch you next time.